join your friends, you wiggles. Are you What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever popular podcast on popular culture of the 80s and 90s by two guys who lived through them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined as always by the Jerry Rice to my Joe Montana, Mr. Scott Boyd. And in today's episode, we're bringing you another quick hit bonus episode because it's it's Super Bowl time. Right, and, and this year is, is definitely a little bit different than the traditional Super Bowl time, uh, but it is in fact Super Bowl time—a time when everybody gathers around on the couch in their TV room, uh, orders some food, pigs out, watches a game that eh, probably a lot of people don't really care about, yearns for the commercials uh, and other things. But you know, Boyd, I don't know about you—I'm a moderate Super Bowl fan. Um, but I think it'll be awesome to talk about Super Bowl memories from our childhood. So how are you doing today, first of all? Very good, sir. Super Bowl week. It is exciting. I'm I'm a big football fan. I know you are. And I am a little bit later in life a, uh, a Super Bowl fan. Um, so we'll kind of dive in a little bit. But I'm super excited. I always love the little tradition of the wings and uh, we usually do like pizza and wings and no people over this year but uh, you know a little bit of the picking out watching the watching the game and it allows my wife to put a little bookend on my engrossment in the sport (laughs) and uh, allows it to kind of like cap it off and she lets me watch it you know one more time kind of get engrossed and then uh back to honeydew lists yeah no that's 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 great yeah i think for for me i um i'm i'm not really a big nfl fan Uh, i think part of it's because i'm a jets fan um (laughs) and there hasn't been very much to to root for and i think part of it too is i've um i've just traded off since being married um you know i'd rather watch college football or, or basketball so i've uh forgive forgave uh watching nfl football um, and, and have given Sundays uh, to the family. But that being said, as a child, I was a monster Super Bowl fan and a pretty big NFL fan. I mean, Bo Jackson was my jam as a kid. Uh, and then the Super Bowl for me, the, the memories that I've had, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into to more specifics, but 
it was always a time where I would go to my friend's house, right. Or have friends over. And it was just about, again, eating the food, picking out, but just being with your friends, staying up late, watching football. Um, and then unfortunately having to go to school the next morning, which was always rough. A hundred percent. And I, I think that that's one of the biggest things I remember about the Super Bowl as a kid. It's, it was always about staying up late and how much Monday morning, uh, Super Bowl Monday was just so not fun going to school. No. So, so let's, let's dive in. I mean, I think there's three things that we, we wanted to cover in this, in this quick episode, and that's being the games that you remember from your childhood. So no, you cannot say Tom Brady winning all the Super Bowls. Um, the commercials that you remember, there were tons of great ones. And then the musical performances, I feel like those are the three things that even to this day really sort of define uh, the Super Bowl. So let's, let's start chatting uh, about the games. So tell me, you know, what are the games that stand out to you um, in, in a big way? So as I mentioned in my timeline, I started really paying attention to the game in the mid 90s when it was all about the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And I remember 1995, it was the 49ers um, that just laid waste to the Chargers. And this was Steve Young's first real big game that he could say, I'm not just Joe Montana's backup anymore it was this monkey on on steve young's back because he was in joe montana's shadow and this was his way to show off now i didn't really know that but what i did know is steve young just threw the ball all over the all over the yard jerry rice was going for touchdown after touchdown and they demolished the chargers yeah, that's so. I I also remember uh, many of the the Forty Niners Super Bowls. Um, probably going back more to the to the Joe Montana um, years for my start. But the, the whole Steve Young thing is just amazing. Here is a guy who was a backup, and then when he got his chance, I mean, talk about seizing the opportunity, right? I mean, that guy uh, became became a legend, obviously, and a, and a Hall of Famer. Um, so yeah, those, those games were great. I mean, lots of games with the Cowboys, lots of games with the 49ers for me, I think my earliest Super Bowl memory, uh, was going to be 1986, which is strange. Cause I feel like that's a year where a lot of great memories have, have come from. I mean, uh, I'm a big Mets fan, so they obviously won the world series, but in 86, the New York giants were playing the Denver Broncos. So it was a John Elway versus Phil Sims, um, I believe. And that was, that was the first memory. I mean, I was never a Giants fan, um, but I mean, I just, I remember that game very vividly uh, as being sort of the first Super Bowl that I actually paid attention to and, and, and sort of remember. And then some of the other games that, that stick out to me would be, uh, I think it was the, the 49ers versus the Bengals. And I remember rooting really hard for the Bengals for no other reason aside from the fact that the 49ers were just so damn good, right? So it was like, I'm going to cheer for the underdog and, you know, really believing um, that, that the Bengals had a shot until uh, it, it may have been Icky Woods. One of the players, I think, broke their leg uh, in, in the game. But I, I remember being sort of captivated by the Bengals because of Icky and the Icky shuffle, right? And you know, I remember the, the, the Bears and the, and the Super Bowl shuffle, shuffle and, and Jim McMahon and, 
the shades and the bandanas and, and things like that. Uh, and then another big memory for me, and I may butcher this because I, I promised myself I wasn't going to look it up because I wanted to see if it really was a memory, I should, I should have it here. So the memory that comes to mind was a Cowboys versus Buffalo Bills Super Bowl game. And I remember there was either a fumble or an interception or something. And Leon Lett, I believe it was Leon Lett, who was a, a lineman on the Cowboys, you know, took this thing charging down the field. I mean, there was nobody in sight. Guys hot dogging it before he gets to the end zone. And then you have Don Beebe, who's this little scrawny white wide receiver. I think it was Don Beebe, you know, sprinting down the field and stripping the ball from Leon Lett at like the two yard line. Um, I mean, it probably ended up being an inconsequential play uh, in that game and then didn't affect the outcome. But I just remember that moment, um, you know, pretty vividly uh, just because it's like a guy who is finally in the biggest game of his career. Right. And even if things aren't going his way, he's not going to just give up and throw in the towel. Right. Like this is a, this is an opportunity for him to say, Hey, I gave it my all. Um, I did everything I could to try to win. Um, so those are, those are the things that, that, that stick out to me. Um, you know, pretty vividly for the, for the Super Bowl in terms of the games itself. So, so, so moving along, I mean, I think I've always sort of been a bigger fan of the commercials, um, especially now that I'm older. I mean, I work in marketing, you know, the commercials are, are a thing. I think this year is going to be interesting because a lot of the big advertisers are not advertising. They pulled out. Um, so we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of new, new blood out there, but with regards to the commercials, Boyd, I'm assuming they've, they've shaped uh, and have, have taken up space in, in your mind. So just curious which commercials sort of stand out to you from, uh, from Super Bowls of, of the past. Sure. I, I think that for me, there's two. And, and I'm trying to figure out which one I want to call the runner-up. <laughs> um, I think the runner-up is probably the Jordan versus Bird McDonald's, McDonald's yes. commercial. It, that, was, that was cool. Um, so Jordan and you know, Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird, they had this horse. They played horse to see who could get the Big Mac. You know, whoever wins gets the Big Mac. You just love to see Jordan versus Bird. It was, it was I think it was like 1993, which means it was basically the end of 1992, which was when the height of my real basketball fandom um, because I, I kind of started to pay more attention to football and hockey since, but I mean, that's when the 1992 Olympic dream team yep, was, dream team. was there and, and man, nothing was better or bigger in 1992 than the dream team. So you had, so you had these two uh, just Lords of the court going one-on-one, you know, not one-on-one, but playing horse for a Big Mac. So that really stuck out and that was super fun. But I do have to say that Cindy Crawford and the blue Pepsi can. (laughs) um, So I know it might be a cop out, but I was 10 and, you know, Cindy Crawford. Um, And also, you know, all of a sudden Pepsi came out with this cool red, blue and, uh, you know, my favorite color and, shot of her drinking Pepsi. It's uh, pretty much etched into my conscious memory. Nice. Yeah. For, for, for me, I think two, two commercials stand out uh, and they're both the same advertiser, believe it or not. So I would say my, my runner up is uh, 1995. So a little bit, a little bit later. Um, and it was the Budweiser frogs. I mean, I, I just remember these damn frogs in a swamp going, bud wise. Er. And, 
I mean, it's such a simple, simple concept. It's genius. That just had legs, no pun intended, right? <laughs> and it's sort of, it, it took on a life of its own and it, and it went a long, long ways from just the Super Bowl. And then my favorite commercial, favorite memory um, was Bud Bowl. <laughs> so Budweiser had this thing called Bud Bowl. It actually lasted a few years and morphed into to, to some something else. Uh, I think it ended up morphing into a contest at some point, but it originated as this stop motion uh, animation football game between I think it was Budweiser and, and uh, Bud Light, I, I, I believe. Right. And, you know, they had helmets on, they had announcers announcing the game and they basically broke the Bud Bowl into probably five or six little uh, mini commercials. So you watch the game evolve during the commercial break of, of the real game of, of the Super Bowl, And I don't know what it was about that, that just sort of captivated my imagination. Um, but I went so far as actually creating and recreating my own Bud Bowl by saving my dad's empty beer bottles um, and then going up to the local food town uh, shopping, or, you know, grocery store and uh, sticking, I think at the time was probably, geez, maybe 10 cents. I don't think it was a quarter yet and getting my little plastic bubble that had a, a really cheesy uh, plastic helmet in it. It's, you know, swap some stickers on there and you got like a Raiders helmet that you would throw on top of the bottle. And then I made a field out of a, a cardboard box. And I, I want to say I, I took out the VHS camera and, you know, would hit record for like three seconds and then move the bottles, hit record for three seconds. So literally made my own version of Bud Bowl. Um, and it's, I, I, for the last few years now being an adult, I'm like, you know, if there's anything that should be rebooted, it should be Bud Bowl, especially with the, <laughs> computer animation we can do now. I mean, we could have a pretty ridiculous um, Bud Bowl. So maybe, maybe next year Budweiser will, will dust off the cobwebs and bring it back. But that's, uh, that's, those are my two favorites. Um, so, so to close out the episode, wanted to just quickly talk about halftime or musical performances that, that stand out to you, Boyd. Um, so for me, I don't have much for you before like 1997. So here's my thing. I always traveled to a friend's house and it was generally the same friend, big party, a lot of fun. I remember, you know, and physically playing with toys and he had a basketball hoop in his, you know, a little tykes basketball hoop in a house and we would do slam dunk contests. I remember playing a lot and then it would all of a sudden halftime would hit and my dad would show up at the door and I'd be pissed. But I do remember one and it was, it was Michael Jackson. And funny enough, this was also, I think 1993. So maybe I was just really paying attention that year. And all I remember is that he would, he did like a bunch of different songs and he was awesome. And that's back when he was, I mean, height popularity and he really delivered. And for me who didn't remember much of any halftime until you know until the late 90s that stuck and i think it's just because he's the greatest entertainer of our you know any generation yeah i think for myself definitely the michael jackson thing stands out and i, I remember a specific moment from the performance uh, at the very beginning where he like sort of pops out and he's on like the the roof of the stadium on one end then he like disappears and then he shows up on the other end of the stadium. And I mean, I was a kid. I didn't understand that obviously it was not him. So I was mesmerized. Like how the heck 
what kind of magic and sorcery does Michael Jackson <laughs> have where he can, yeah. can basically teleport across the, the, the stadium? Um, so I think that that definitely stands out for me. And then I think, you know, not a halftime show per se, but the Whitney Houston national anthem um, during the height of the, the, of the Gulf War. I mean, a memory that will always stick with me. Um, and then, you know, there's some other performances that I don't quite remember, but in preparation for this, this, this quick episode, you know, I took a look at in 1991, New Kids on the Block. I, I have no recollection of them playing halftime, but apparently they did. I do remember 92, Gloria Estefan, who was my mother's favorite uh, musician, um, you know, bringing the sounds of Miami Sound Machine, um, you know, to... So I think the Super Bowl was, was hosted in Minnesota that year, which makes no sense. I mean, it's always in Miami. Like, why can't we have Gloria Estefan perform in Miami, right? And then, like you mentioned, 93 with Michael Jackson. Um, and then, you know, from that point forward, I think, you know, I always sort of paid attention to the halftime performance. Um, but yeah, Michael Jackson, for me as a kid, I mean, that's that's the one that you remember um, you know, it was just, it was, it was epic, right? It was just an, an epic performance and probably set the bar extremely high for all of the future performers. Yeah. And the only one since then who, uh, you know, maybe even came close was his sister. And that's only because of the <laughs> right? uh, wardrobe malfunction and JT. Right. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, I think this was a nice sort of uh, walk down Super Bowl memory lane um, again. You know, a quick bonus episode for for our fans out there. And, and yes, you know that is a plural. We we do see how many people are listening, and it is more than one. So thank you for all of our loyal listeners. Um, you know, please if you haven't subscribe, uh, you know, like us, leave a, a, a very nice review on uh, on iTunes, and we will catch you uh, on the next one. So everybody enjoy the Super Bowl and we'll speak to you soon.